Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking the Cure, Hogan Lovell's Life Sciences and Healthcare Podcast. Today, we have somewhat of a throwback episode for you, since we recorded the episode back in 2019 in a conference room in Baltimore. Mei Lin Yin and Hein van den Bos are going to talk about pricing, reimbursement and competition law. Unfortunately, we ran into technical difficulties, we had to re-record the episode, but since the first recording included some parts which were not broken, we were trying to combine both episodes, which I think went well and we now are able to listen to an interesting conversation. Just to give you some background on our production process since we are doing all the planning, recording and post-production in-house. But as always, I'm trying to keep the entry short as we're going to hear each other after this for some housekeeping. Without further ado, let's sit down and talk the cure. My name is Meilin Yun and I'm a counsel in the antitrust practice in Brussels. A lot of the work that I do is counseling clients in the pharma and the life sciences sector on antitrust issues. And I'm Hein van den Bos. I'm a partner in the life sciences regulatory team based in Amsterdam, working on EU and Dutch regulatory issues, including regulatory exclusivity, orphan drugs, pricing, and healthcare compliance. So Hein, what trends do you see with regard to pricing? So I think across Europe, increasingly, we see political pressure and public opinion pressure over perceived excessive pricing. And from a regulatory perspective, what I see is that governments and payers will try to use exceptions that the law provides to get cheaper alternatives onto the market. For example, um, by setting aside basically the key rule of EU pharmaceutical regulatory law, which is you can only place a medicinal product onto the market if you have a marketing authorization, where governments will say, well, yes, we know that main rule, but we have a few exceptions. For example, we'll allow pharmacy compounded products or we'll allow unapproved products from other countries if they're cheaper. Yes, the law provides for those exceptions. What I see from a more political perspective is governments are looking to really use those exceptions and even take a step further and challenge the current system to look at ways to potentially change the law, ways to potentially work around the law, um, which in a way is worrying because in my view, the current system is the result of a, of a very lengthy process and careful balance of interests between stimulating innovation on one side, getting novel therapies onto the market, and on the other side, um, the interest of competition and keeping prices low. So Maylene, what, what, what trends do you see in terms of pricing in the EU from a competition law perspective? I think absolutely there's a clear focus by competition authorities in the pharmaceutical industry and one thing that the authorities have come out to say is that they want to use the competition rules to ensure that patients and health systems have access to affordable and innovative drugs. Do you think there are any hot topics that, you know, particular interest to listeners that we have today? I think the topic of excessive pricing is really hot. And, and from a legal perspective, I would say it has definitely the competitional angle and the regulatory law angle. And I think that's one of the things where you and I always sort of meet and, and talk because we bring together these two perspectives. And I think um, 
governments and advocacy groups across Europe are using both competition law and regulatory law to try and challenge excessive prices. And I think companies should also look at both elements to um, think about how they structure their pricing. Yeah, absolutely. I also think the regulators on their side are facing the pressures themselves from consumer groups, from health systems who are making these complaints and asking the regulators uh, the competition authorities to focus on pricing in this sector. So I do see a trend towards increased enforcement. There are a number of cases going on right now where the authorities are investigating prices that are high or, or what they perceive as too high for drugs. And some companies have actually already been fined for what the authorities are saying of breaching antitrust rules relating to abuses of dominant position. So the most interesting thing that I've seen in the last few days that we've talked about is the situation where we are working together with a client to bring a drug onto the market. And every time we work with clients in this, I really get the sense of a, a real drive and motivation to bring a solution out to patients that really need something. I, I think it's great, you know, and, and definitely... You know, we can't afford not to have research and innovation bringing out drugs and solutions to patients on the market. That said, you know, when you just mentioned orphan drugs, a concern that we might have on the antitrust side is that clients might not be immediately aware of the fact that if you do have orphan drug designation, there could be antitrust concerns. Do you see when you counsel clients on orphan drugs, how much of pricing sort of is in their mind when they're doing that? Yeah, and it, that was one of the eye-openers for me as well when we were talking about this earlier. Um, we often counsel about getting orphan designation, which if you get that and you get your product approved, gives you 10 years of market exclusivity in the EU, meaning no competition. It gives you a legal monopoly position. And that's great because indeed it's... It brings the product to the patient. It gives the company exclusivity time to earn back their investment. But at that moment, we often don't think about the price and let alone about competition law aspects of the price. So it's not necessarily an issue to have orphan drug designation, of course. In the same way, it's not an issue from an antitrust perspective to have a monopoly or to be in a dominant position, which is the term that we would use in EU competition law. The fact is, though, there is case law that says that if you do have a dominant position, which arguably a company with orphan drug designation could be argued to be dominant, that you have a special responsibility towards the market, towards consumers. Essentially, you have a special responsibility towards competition, not to abuse your position of dominance, which is why pricing is actually a very interesting aspect. Yeah, one of the things we've seen happen recently is a product got orphan designation got approved and received the 10 years of market exclusivity. But the company also asked a price that was considered by government at least to be excessive. And apart from competitional aspects of that possibly excessive price, there was a regulatory angle to it too, where the government said, hey, this is too expensive. We don't want to pay for that. We don't think health insurance companies should pay for that. And yes, we know the basic rule of EU pharmaceutical law is you cannot market a medicinal product if you don't have a marketing authorization. And here we have this approved product with a marketing authorization. But we, we government feel it's too expensive. Guess what we'll do? We'll have a pharmacy make it cheaper. The pharmacy was able to do it. It was a relatively easy product to make and they could do it cheaper. 
But of course, that product was not approved. It did not have a marketing authorization. And in doing so, it circumvented basically the orphan market exclusivity of the approved product only because it was considered to be too expensive. What's interesting there for me as well is in terms of facilitating bringing prices down, you actually had sort of the government come in or the regulator coming in to push entry of another party into the market, essentially. And I see that as positive in terms of bringing choice to consumers. But I would say that when we counsel our pharma clients, that it can actually be very difficult when you're faced with having exclusivity, when you have your orphan designation, but you're faced with the challenges of the constant pressure of bringing prices down. I think the key takeaways is to think about pricing, think about the behavior that you have towards your competitors, think about how you document things that you are thinking about internally as a company, and really have an open conversation with your regulatory and antitrust competition lawyers. It's interesting you mentioned the, the balance of innovation and, on the other hand, perhaps competition and affordability of medicines. I think that balance is really one of the key ideas behind the EU pharmaceutical regulatory framework. And it's been carefully crafted. It's a delicate, careful balance. What we see happening now is that politicians and legislators across Europe are questioning that current carefully crafted balance. And they question whether the current regulatory system, including the current IP system, with patent protection, supplementary protection certificates, regulatory exclusivity rights, orphan drug exclusivity, whether that is still appropriate at this time, or whether, from a political perspective, perhaps the balance has shifted towards innovation and not enough towards affordability. And from my perspective, that is worrying sometimes, where some governments will try to set aside the regulatory system EU law in order to get cheaper products onto the market, irrespective of the strict legal requirements within this carefully crafted balance. And that there's an example from a from a case from Poland that got before the European Court of Justice, where the Polish law allowed unapproved products to go to market in Poland, also if there was an approved alternative available for the simple reason that the unapproved product was cheaper. The European Court of Justice said, no, you cannot do that. You can only use this exception, because there is indeed an exception in European law for this. You can only use it for medical reasons, not for price. We see different but similar things happening in Italy with reimbursement of of label products. We see similar things happening in the Netherlands with pharmacy compounding. All things that have a legal basis, the legal basis is really used by governments. It's stretched to challenge, in my view, the current system. And of course, changing the law won't happen overnight. But it's clear that there's a pressure, political pressure, to at least question whether the current system is still acceptable from a political perspective. I'd absolutely agree with that, in the sense that when we start thinking about it, is antitrust really the, the right body of legislation and rules to essentially curb prices. And when you spoke about the regulatory system being stretched because of the huge amount of pressure coming from all over to reduce prices, to increase accessibility of drugs, 
I think to unpack what a dominant position actually means under EU competition law is actually a very long and time-consuming analysis in most times. There are a lot of factors that need to be taken into account. Essentially, the question is whether a company can act independently from their consumers, from their customers, from their suppliers, from their competitors, from everyone on their market. That's a hard question to answer. In short, in a short period of time, what we do think of is indicators. If you can price at a certain level, if you do have orphan designation, if you find that you have the ability to dictate the rules of the game in the space that you play in, I think it's time to think about these things. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily pointing to a position of dominance, but you want to think about whether or not within that space that you're playing, you're doing the right thing under EU antitrust rules. The second thing I would say to that is, of course, having a position of dominance or market power in itself isn't actually a problem. The issue is how you conduct yourself when you do have that. For me, the message is pricing is a hot topic and you should look at it from a competition law perspective as well as a regulatory perspective and keep in mind also the public opinion and political debate which puts pressure on the current system. Do you think there's a future in increased regulation? Well, it's a tough question for me. I, I think there already is a lot of regulation, both at EU level and at EU member state level, around pricing. Pricing regulation as such is, is mainly left to the member states. And I don't know if it's going to be stricter or more regulated. I do see changes to the regulation. I think it is changing. There is some degree of harmonization across Europe, very slowly, not really driven by the European Commission, but by the member states where they cooperate and try to, for example, jointly negotiate prices with pharmaceutical companies. So there are developments. I'm not sure if it's getting stricter regulated. It already is. And I, I think that's here to stay. Well, I think what I really appreciate in terms of advising clients on the competition side is when we work together and I get the opportunity to get the background from you on the regulatory side about everything that's led to the client to bring the product onto the market. And it's certainly really beneficial for my practice as a competition lawyer to actually have that side from you. That's it for today. If you have further questions for Maylin and or Hein, reach out via hoggenlovels.com. In addition, so you're not missing out on any information regarding industry developments as well as our activities in this sector, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, leave a like, leave a comment. We are going to return with more in about two weeks, so please join us again when we're talking The Cure.